think one of the more embarrassing things my kids have witnessed is an argument with Dina that was right in front of them and it didn't go anywhere. It was just a kind of an ugly argument with no resolution at the moment. Uh, it put everybody on pins and needles. It was just awkward. It was not my shining moment. Unfortunately, the kids have seen more than one of those kinds of episodes. We're better. We're, we're learning how to process and uh, resolve and manage things in a way that my kids aren't taking note of. In fact, one of them just the other day said, hey, you're growing. That's good. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who has never had uh, any sort of embarrassment at all. Danny is perfect, and that's why he leads our parenting team. And I, I'm joking. You know that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, John, Danny, uh, Danny's been around a long time. You've got a lot of life experience. You do have some educational and some practical experience that puts you uniquely in this role. But like all of us, you are you struggled with stuff, haven't oh, you? Oh, absolutely, John. Oh no, <laughs> this is time of confession between us, huh? Right here, John. It's a safe space. Yeah, it's only, a safe space. Only that's several good, hundred good. thousand. Welcome everyone listening. to yeah. our group therapy session. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I. I was thinking back as you were talking about your moment, your shining, shining moments there with Dina, right, uh, where we've gotten stuck. My wife is a whole different personality, and we, we know where our trigger buttons are, and we sometimes push those, and the kids are watching. They've got popcorn out and watching the show, right? <laughs> and uh, I remember one time, one time in the car, we were driving, and all of a sudden, we were stuck. Hmm. And my emotions were up. My wife's, she was frustrated. We were shutting down, and and uh, I got quiet. I just, I was going, I, there's nowhere to go with this. It was an unhealthy interaction, the way that it, it went. But we just turned silent for an awkward 30 minutes in the mm-hmm. car, and our kids are just sitting there in this tension. And uh, I, I remember thinking through, what would it be like to be my kids right now, sitting there watching this? And I had to dig down to the, I think, my big toe to figure out how to, <laughs> that's, that's not literally, words. right? Yeah. I had to go way down in there to yeah. figure out how do I regroup here emotionally? We can't go anywhere. We're in this car together. It was, it was good to come back in, but it, it just, it was really hard emotionally. And I remember also working with a family where they talked about the explosiveness that can happen in front of kids. Mm-hmm. And man, it really hurts my heart to think about kids witnessing people throwing things at each other or there being physical violence. Yeah. And I realized that's a reality in some homes, mm. super impactful to kids, very traumatic. And uh, anywhere from arguing to explosiveness like that, know that our kids are watching and are yeah. impacted and are longing for a healthy conflict type of model. Yeah, they're emotional sponges, aren't they? Yes. And and we need to do better. And we're going to hear a little bit now from Lisa Jo Baker. Uh, She and Jean Daly spoke with Jim Daly about a time of weakness, of unresolved conflict and difficulty right in front of the kids. We're going to come back after that then and hear some more from Danny about um, ways to interrupt that cycle and to present to your children some better options. Let's go ahead, though, and hear now from Lisa Jo Baker as she was speaking with Jim and Jean Daly. Lisa Jo, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you wrote it in your book. <laughs> you ever so that fair game. <laughs> but I'll lay it out there first. I remember one time years ago, Jean said to me, you know, I love you. I just don't like you right now. <laughs> 
To which I was like, how could that be? Who, who could not like me? <laughs> I didn't actually say that. I just thought it. Yes, right. <laughs> it's terrible to think that, by the way. Uh, but in your book, you talk about right before you go on a live interview, oh, I think man. Facebook Live yes. or something, you're yelling at Pete. Man, we had... <laughs> so I gotta, I'm going to out you. So <laughs> what was going on with you and Pete? We had a big old fight. So literally like four minutes before I was supposed to go on my Christian living Facebook Live, <laughs> how I, to love your husband. I screamed so hard at him, my throat hurt afterwards. Oh, my. <laughs> We were in the middle of a doozy of a fight, and I remember actually yelling at him, and now I have to go on TV and be a Christian. I can't believe you're having this fight with me right now. All his fault. That is perfect. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, you know, one of the things the book is called The Middle Matters, and the subtitle isn't just why that extraordinary life, it's in parentheses to emphasize the extra, why that mm. extraordinary life looks really good on you. And I think we take for granted the ordinary part and we forget about the extra and that God puts us in families and marriages in order to teach us things about ourselves. So I know nothing better than a marriage to help you see yourself for who you really are, for how God sees you. And I don't mean that in any kind of self-critical way. Instead, it's kind of a discovery of the parts in your story that maybe you hadn't recognized need work. And that conversation that Pete and I had, I use conversation lightly, <laughs> loosely, <laughs> um, but it showed us a lot about how we communicate. And I think what has surprised me is you can be married to someone for 22 years like I have and still learn things about them, their origin story that have shaped how they interact with one another. And so we are big advocates for therapy and counseling. And after some great seasons of that, what we learned is that Peter tends to keep a lot of what's happening with him in his head. And I say all my words out loud. <laughs> and so the problem can become when there are things happening that I had no idea are happening with him. And then he will approach the conversation as if I know. And then I have to say, I don't live in your head. <laughs> I did not know that that was happening with you. And I say this to young married couples. Again, the trope from the movies is that he will just intuit what it is that you need yes, or want and show yes. up and play music outside your door. <laughs> and I tell young couples, no, if you want that to happen, you will have to explain that to your husband. Yes. Like, my love language is gifts or acts of service or please do X, Y, Z. So I am not kidding you when I tell you we had many fights about how I would clean the kitchen or the home, and then no one would notice. And so now what Peter does, even to this day with our teenage children, is he walks in the house, and if it has been cleaned, he stops everything and goes, kids, wow, look at the house. Isn't it awesome? Isn't mom great? Look what she did, because words of affirmation That's, is yeah. one That's, of my love languages. And you're languages. beaming the whole time. Yeah. Yes, but I had to tell him that you only have like 500 fights before you figure out, yes. oh, I have to say words to you so you know what it is mm -hmm. that I need to feel loved in this relationship or what you need. Well, let me ask you this, this idea of trying to do better in some area mm. for a performance reason, like an external reason, or because it's a healthier place to be. So not mm. to be the Pinterest person, right. but to be the God-fearing person, absolutely. to be more comfortable with how God has made you. It, it, there should be a distinction sure. there. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Yes, I really do believe a large part of our experience here on earth as creatures created in the image of God is a redemptive purpose, right? He wants to see us redeemed. He, Jesus said all the time, the kingdom of God is now. And we live in the kingdom of God here and now. And he gives us opportunity after opportunity for wholeness, for healing, for redemption. And marriage is a beautiful place for that because, let me just say, it's it, when it comes coded in love, right? When it's not a critical, nitpicking, constant nagging, almost abusive 
picking at somebody. But when somebody really loves you and they mm. really see you and are able to help you identify places in your life that might have ties to when you were a teenager and then gently work with you in those places, the growth and freedom is really beautiful. Mm. So it yeah. does feel like Christ is constantly offering us what I call living parables. So first you be you get married and you have children and he gives you this living picture of what sacrifice is. Mm-hmm. And then you have children and you realize, oh, I, I'm still a self, so selfish. Like I <laughs> yes. had no idea how selfish I am. Yes. It's so true. Well, this doesn't happen to everybody, but we all have some sort of parallel to it. Uh, Lisa Joe was doing this big live event, <laughs> Christian event on Facebook and has a big argument. Um, I think all of us have had this happen on a Sunday morning. It, I don't know why. It just seems to be kind of universal. Our kids get to see this. As you said, Danny, they got the popcorn out. And it's mm-hmm. mom and dad are having a fight. But there are better ways to handle this. So what are some better ways to stop and help our kids understand we're going to get this taken care of? Yeah, beyond what Lisa Joe has already said in a great way for uh, uh, couples and parents, I would say that guarding the marriage is needs to be the perspective. I'm not going to guard myself. I'm going to guard the relationship. I'm going to guard my home. What's the difference there? And so in that, I, I have to have my way. I have to be listened to. But if I guard the marriage, I'll say, honey, help, help me understand your point of view. Hmm. I want to know it. Because right now we're in complete disagreement. I don't agree with where you're going. However, I want to hear your heart. And so if we enter with humility... If we bring that to the table, to the invitation there between husband and wife, there's going to be some listening and some resolution. If we bring pridefulness and self-protection, there will not be. Mm. It will become a battle of who can withstand the the, the war better, right? And so we want to show healthy conflict, not avoid conflict. That's not healthy either. We want to show healthy conflict in our homes. And I would encourage you to ask your kids. What do you think is healthy conflict and what is unhealthy conflict? That is a rich conversation, especially with teenagers and adult kids. What's the difference? You'll be surprised. They have some insight into what's healthy and what's unhealthy, and it begins with listening to the other person. And the other thing is to assertively and respectfully state what it is that you are feeling Mm -hmm. and wanting. And we've heard the I statements over and over again. Many people laugh at that. But it's the ability to say, this is what I want, not what I need necessarily, but this is what I want, this is what I'm feeling, this is how I'm receiving you, and maybe there's some things I've misunderstood, so help me hear that. Mm. And approaching it as guarding the home, because it can divide so quickly, is really a good place to start. I I like that. And I'm thinking just the other day, uh, I was so proud of my wife, she had a conversation with one of our kids who said, Mom, I was kind of embarrassed by something you said there to that person. I'm not that person anymore, and I need you to stop asserting that I am. And Dina said, I am so sorry. I was not even thinking about it. You're right. And she apologized, and it was heard. It felt like that's productive. The, the, this kid had a voice, articulated the need and the want, and Dina responded in a totally appropriate way. And there was closure. There was movement forward in the relationship. That's what we want in the family when we hit these moments of of difficulty and conflict, right? Yeah, John, and I I love what it talks about in Proverbs 15 and 16. If anyone gets an opportunity to read, that's great. It talks about taking life-giving correction well with a humble heart. Mm -hmm. But then it says the plans of man 
are up to him, right? You have your plans, but the response of the tongue is from the Lord. Mm. And so if we commit our ways and our plans to God, and that is also our behaviors, then our response will come from a heavenly Father. And if we give up having to have our way, we begin to model what healthy conflict is. And I love picturing this, John. I go, how do I want my kids to have conflict in their home in the future? What is that like? And how can I model that instead of how can I get my way right now? Mm. That is a terrific place to land this episode. And I'm just going to quickly remind you that our parenting page has all sorts of great content. Danny's team uh, comes in every day trying to figure out how do we uh, make more content available to more people to meet more needs. They are all parent-focused, and uh, and I hope you'll avail yourself of all that's there on the parenting page. We'll link over to it in the show notes, and we'll also link over to a way for you to donate and request the book by Lisa Jo Baker called The Middle Matters, which is a terrific resource to help maintain healthy perspectives. We're making that available today for a gift of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family, either a monthly pledge of maybe $10 or $20 or a one-time gift of, say, $20 or $25. Uh, You decide, make a donation, we'll send the book. All the details are in the show notes. As you can, leave a review for us uh, wherever you listen to this show. Uh, We so appreciate hearing from you, and that helps others discover this great content. And uh, keep us in your prayers, too, please. There's a lot going on here at Focus, and uh, this is a terrific outreach that we're able to do. Uh, We value your prayers for direction as we're crafting the content. On behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Your kids are unique, and so are you. You have your strengths as a parent and areas of growth, too. Find out what they are by taking the seven traits of effective parenting assessment from Focus on the Family. Find out how you're doing on traits like gratitude, grace, and other research-backed traits. When you're done, we'll give you a detailed PDF with several pages of content on how to use your unique strengths and how to work on your areas of growth. This simple framework shows you how to be an effective mom or dad in daily family life, a parent who recognizes your imperfections and finds ways to thrive. You'll also get access to other resources from Focus on the Family to help you keep growing into the best parent for your kids. It only takes a few minutes to boost your parenting. Take the seven traits of effective parenting assessment at parentingtraits.com. That's parentingtraits.com.